Right now, it's Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. We do the best that we can to share with you. Anything that we have that comes across our life that is good, we want to pass it on to you. And last week, Perry did that for all of us, and he brought this song to our attention by Maverick City. It's called Fear Is Not My Future, and you may know it. I know that, Perry, you guys sing it at your church, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, I had never heard it before. And so at the time, you know, I couldn't quite listen to all the lyrics, but you had mentioned that there was a video and there was an 18-minute version. And so I just held on to that for later in the day. And when I was alone and had some time and space, watched that video. And it really became actually very much a, a devotional time for me. And the Lord met me in such a powerful way as I was listening to this, the lyrics of the song and watching this video unfold. And the lyrics are, Fear's not my future. You are. Sickness is not my story. You are. Heartbreak is not my home. You are. Death is not the end. You are. That's the chorus. And it was just, I think the thing that struck me as I was letting those words kind of wash over me is that there are so many other things that I have allowed to define me. And I started to just kind of remember, like, what are the things that I have let penetrate my thinking and I've let define who I am? And really what it came to in this time of ministry and the Lord meeting me was um, I, the idea that I am not educated, you know, that I didn't go to college and I didn't get a degree has led me to believe that I'm, that I have nothing of value to add to the conversation, that I'm stupid, that I'm, I'm not worthy of taking up space and I'm not worthy of taking up time. So I should just be quiet and not speak because I'm insignificant And I literally battle feeling like I am less than everyone else in the room all the time. Mm. And it's exhausting and it's a battle all the time. It just feels like this constant fight. These are the lies that I've believed, you know, in all kinds of small ways throughout my life, just on the regular, like on a daily basis. These are the thoughts I have about myself. And sometimes I even catch myself thinking that is not true. That's not true, Shauna. That is not who you are. Only God can define who I am. And he, he says, if I look at scripture about my intelligence, about my education, this is what he says. Proverbs 1, 7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Well, I've got that. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Man, I'm educated. I'm learning from the creator of all the things. So that's good. Keep going. Psalm 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Man, I'm grabbing onto that. I'm taking that one as my own. Ephesians 2, 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I have all the prerequisites that I need to do the work that God has called me to do. I'm not lacking You know, and I think this whole mentality of lacking and not being enough, whether it's not educated enough or not old enough or not smart enough or I don't know, whatever it is for you, not holy enough, not pure enough, whatever the thing is, any kind of lack mentality keeps us from walking out the life that God has called us to, makes us shrink back. And scripture literally says we are not those who shrink back, but we need the truth to break through the lies. We need to silence the lies, honestly. We need to speak truth where the lie is speaking. 
and like get the truth into you any way that you can. If it comes through lyrics, praise Jesus from whom all blessings flow. Learn the lyrics, sing the song, memorize the truth, know the truth. I appreciate Shauna being so honest and thank you because a lot of people are, if we could hear hearts resonating, we would hear ping, 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 Mm. ping, ping. So thank you for being honest. And, you know, a lie I have believed and I fight against is, and that the, the Lord is helping me with, with his truth and his love. But the lie is the worst things that you have done is who you are mm. and who you'll always be. And there's no hope for you. I mean, that's not a cozy little thought. Right. And I, the Lord has helped me to, to know that's not true. That's, that's a lie. And to stand on the scripture, we need the scripture this world is, is, you know, like a ship without an anchor because we're not rooted in the scripture. Right. And the only way to overcome lies like that, that you've shared, that I've shared, is knowing what God says is true about right. us. That's it right there. And, you know, I mean, those lies, lies like there's no hope for you, which is, you know, basically the message that you're getting. If the enemy is telling you it's not going to get better than this, it's it doesn't pick up for you. There's no hope for you. And the lie of like, you should feel guilty for just taking up space. You know, those are just, those are not, that's not how God feels about us. God's so hopeful. (laughs) We're becoming like him. We're being transformed every single day as we lean into who he is. That's what the word of God tells us. He transforms us and he's making us new. And, and we're here on purpose. We're here for a purpose. So we shouldn't feel guilty about taking up space on planet earth. And, you know, it's radical to actually believe in your heart. God loves me. The Father loves me. You know, to look at yourself in the mirror and know everything about yourself and be able to say, Abba, I believe that you love me. And that's, the, yeah, that's it. And the freedom from those lies comes from knowing what the truth is. Yep. And in John 8, verse 31, it says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is a person. It's not a head knowledge. It's, it's someone. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the truth. And he said, I am the truth. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. So it's knowing Jesus. It's knowing everything that he says and standing on it and knowing him personally. That's how the lies get broken off. And Sometimes we need to interrupt those lies. You talk about this a lot, Perry. You've just got a great practice of interrupting the lies, stopping that thinking, literally saying, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. And then inserting the truth where those lies once were and I do filling that. up that space. I do that. I've learned so to do that. It's so good because our thoughts influence our words and our actions and our relationships. So right now, right now, you can renounce the lie, what it is for you. Call it out and know the truth, know Jesus, and let him set you free from that lie. Is there a lie that's just had too much influence in your life? God wants to set you free from that lie this morning, like as in right now. There is a word in the Bible that speaks to that lie that you've believed. And if you need some help finding it, Perry and I would love to help you with that, to help you to to give you a truth straight from the word of God that combats the lie that you're believing right now in this moment. I really believe that God wants to set you free this morning. And there is a truth that God wants you to know today. So let God love you and free you with the truth today. 
I don't know about you, but I find myself trying to fix myself, mm-hmm. like fix my deep down wounds and flaws. It's so deeply rooted in me, this drive to fix myself. I'm so grateful that God's word goes after those deep rooted things in me. I think one of the problems I have when I, well, I definitely try to fix myself so I can relate to this a hundred percent. But one of the things that I do when I try to fix myself is do the opposite. Like if I'm being passive and I'm like, I shouldn't be passive. I should be aggressive. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like it's when you try to fix yourself, I think at least for me anyway, I go too far the other direction. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Hebrews 9.14 says, The blood of Christ cleanses our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we can serve the living God. Acts that lead to death makes me think of wicked things, disgusting things, the repulsive things that I say and do. But acts that lead to death can also be translated dead works. And dead works make me think of the ways I try to prove that I'm a good person the ways I try to fix those disgusting things in me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you give me an example of what that looks like? Well, here's the beauty of what Jesus' blood has done for us, and I'll get to that. Okay. It cleanses our conscience from our deep-down filth and our prideful striving to fix ourselves so that we can really live for God. And here's one way that plays out in my life. I know I have this stain of guilt and shame within me. And then I have this striving and fixing part of me that's trying to deal with my deep sense of guilt and shame. And so as a songwriter, I can be, and this gets to your asking me specifics. As a songwriter, I can be very obsessive compulsive. I can be obsessed with writing the perfect song and obsessed with making sure the recording sounds beautiful and perfect and has no flaws. This is one real-life way that I try to fix my deep sense of shame, you know, by mm. controlling something I'm creating and yeah. it making me feel good about myself and finding my identity in it. And you may be thinking, this guy is really overthinking things, and you may be right, but... Maybe you resonate with this. I do resonate with this. I do this when I'm preparing a talk. So I have the opportunity to speak and communicate at, you know, like events, different events or whatever. And when I'm preparing a talk, I will work that thing and work that thing and work that thing. It could be ready a month prior to my speaking date, but I will just finesse and massage and got to fix this and got to tweak that and fine tune this. And even morning of, I'll be making adjustments. You know what I mean? So that just like, there's got to be more that I can do that can make it better than what it was. So I can relate to that. Yeah. You know, if we're, and you know, pursuing excellence in what we do is not what I'm talking about, but when we're tweaking and refining and it's never ending because Mm -hmm. we're, we're somehow getting a sense of worth and identity Mm -hmm. in it. That's what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, pursue excellence, but And I do that, but then I can cross that line into getting my identity from. Are there things you do to try to fix yourself? Think about it. Just normal things in your day. Are the things that you do that you're actually doing them to try to get this sense of peace and calm and, and I'm okay. And I'm, I'm a good person. And you're, you're actually doing those things because you're trying to make up for, for something in you that you know is, is missing. Or you're trying to clean something inside that you know that needs to be cleaned. Jesus' blood can 
and does heal us. Mm. And we can find peace from our restless, obsessive striving by resting in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes away all the junk and filth. And the blood of Jesus frees me from all of my self-absorbed, obsessive efforts to heal myself. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. So the other day, I was just having a real day. (laughs) A really hard day, a not fun day. And there's this song by Rachel Lampa. It's called Perfectly Loved. And it happened to be playing at the moment when I just was like really, really needing to hear from God. So I was kind of, well, I was on the verge of tears at the moment. I was just wrestling with the pressures of life, right? Like relationships, decisions I need to make, Um, lack of sleep, never helpful, (laughs) not good. Some disappointment, some emotional pain, some hurting, some struggling. And so this song is playing and I was praying. I was reaching out to God and I was like, I need you. I really need to hear from you. And I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics of the song. It just was playing in the background. And then all of a sudden, kind of like I stopped praying or talking anyway in my prayer and in the silence, it's like the lyrics of the song just broke through right when I needed to hear him. And this is what they are. You're not a problem. You're not a mistake. You don't need fixing or solving in the arms of his grace. You're perfectly human, made from the dust. You've got a heart broken and scarred, yet perfectly loved. And I'm telling you, it was like God just was speaking directly to my heart through the lyrics of the song. It was exactly what I needed to hear right at the moment. You're not a problem. You don't need fixing or solving. Like, ah. And I think sometimes we can even hear the gospel message through the lens of, I'm broken, I need fixing, I need to be solved, instead of understanding that God did what he did, not because of his perfection, he is perfect, and not because he demands perfection of us and and feels like we need fixing, but because he's love. Hmm. And he wants to know, he wants us to know that we are perfectly loved by him. He wants us to actually experience his pure, perfect faithful love every moment of every day. And if God does want to fix us, and he does, what he fixes is the relationship that we can share, a relationship of love where we can come to him as we are, not as we should be, because we do think we have to measure up. And, you know, just got a text from somebody who who feels bad about, you know, that they're not keeping up with their Bible reading. Mm. And, you know, felt like, oh, I'm just not enough. I'm not enough. And and the Lord wants us to be freed from that, to know that he accepts us as we are, not as we should be, and that we can come with our failures and our faults and our sins and our foibles and our hangups. We, we are to come boldly into his presence yeah. and receive that that love from him that only he can fully give because no one can perfectly love us Mm -hmm. except the Lord. And so if he's fixing us, he's fixing our relationship in the sense that we can come to him imperfect and we can come to him flawed and, and be loved. And it's that love that then begins to change us. Yeah. And make us more like him. Yeah, and I I do. I think we need to shift our mindset, though, from thinking, you know, I am an issue. 
I am a problem. Yeah. I'm a mistake. I need fixing. I need to be solved. That's not how God sees us. God sees you not as a problem that needs to be fixed, but as a person that he wants to love. He just wants to love on you. He sees us as his beloved. Mm-hmm. We are beloved. Yep. We are Abba's beloved. Perfectly loved. Not, here, the other lyric there that totally gets me with the perfectly is perfectly human. Mm. Ah, I don't know what it is right now, but there's just something about that, like our humanity. And I get so frustrated by my humanity and just the, the realization that God's not repelled by our humanity. Mm. It's the opposite. He's drawn towards it. You know, our humanity and his deity are like a, an absolute perfect fit. He's the yin to my yang right? We're perfect for each other. So all of my shortcomings, all of your shortcomings, they're the perfect space for his abundance to come in and fill. So just let that truth sink deep into your heart this morning. You're not a problem to be solved. You're a person to be loved. And there has never been a moment, never a moment that you weren't perfectly loved. Our rescuer, the Lord Jesus, is not out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing and suffering, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. That's Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. That's from the message. I'm so thankful that Jesus understands my humanity, my weaknesses, my struggles with depression, my shame, my fear, my struggles against mm. sin, everything that I go through. He understands us because he's one of us. Yahweh of Israel became the gentle babe in a manger. The God who created everything took on my skin and yours. He understands my humanity because he lived it. Hebrews 5, 7 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers with fervent cries and tears. He's the one who weeps at the tomb of his best friend, Lazarus. He's the one who weeps when you lose somebody close, when you fear, when you feel like you're not enough, when you're losing hope. He understands, yes, because he became a human being, but he understands because he's still alive. And he's still alive because he's not just a human. He's God, God with us. So not only does he understand and feel our pain as a human, He's able to do something about it because he's God. He lives. He has strength and power to give to us, to give to you right now, whatever you're going through. So come to him. Come boldly to the very throne of grace and stay there to receive his mercy and to find grace to help in your time of need. That's Hebrews 4.16. It's at the throne of grace that Jesus prays for us. So whatever you need right now, come. Yeah, I love that. I love that not only does God have the power to change our circumstances, because if it was just that, if he was limited to just his power, which doesn't seem like a limitation at all, he would just be fixing us. But the fact that he gets us, you know what I mean? That he was, that he's human and experienced what it is to be hungry, what it is to be tired. He had days where he woke up and he just felt grumpy and he had to handle his circumstances. He had to uh, steward his emotions well. You know, all of that just, it's its not just that he has the power to change our circumstances and fix us. It's that he understands that that empathy is huge. Yeah. He understands Mondays. 
Yeah. <laughs> he understands fear. I just have been wrestling with some real fear the last, I don't know, 24 hours. Okay. And just this morning, I'm driving into work and I listened to the verse of the day from version, mm-hmm. And I was just praying before I put the verse on. I'm like, Lord, please speak to my heart this morning. Like, please not let this be one of those, like, I don't know, verses that I can't connect to. Like, I just really need to hear from you. And the verse of the day on version, if you check it out, is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Perfect. It was so perfect for today. And it's just the part of feeling like God understands is just a, a huge part of the relational connection that we have with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Lord, we just come to you today. We, we're we carrying some stuff already early in the morning. And sometimes for me, first thing in the morning, I'm I'm anxious as well and thinking about different kinds of things that, that only you can control. And so, Lord, we just want to give you this day and we just want to receive from you, Jesus. Thank you for understanding us. Thank you for for being human like us and and just being able to identify with us. And you tell us to draw near and that you comfort us. Not only do you give us what we need, but you comfort us. And you say, I get you. And that's that's so awesome. So Lord, thank you for the grace and mercy you're given now. Now, he gets us is, I mean, everybody's talking about it around the water cooler, you know, over lunch, like this movement is big. But let's just say that somebody who's listening right now has never seen any of the campaign and they don't know what we're talking about. Can you introduce He Gets Us to them? Yeah, absolutely. So He Gets Us is a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. So the campaign is really designed to create a cultural change through increasing respect and relevance of Jesus. So we want people to understand and relate to the authentic Jesus um, and how his life really relates to what's going on in today's life. So we believe that his words and example and life really have relevance in our lives today. And we're hoping that that offers hope for a better future. Now, I have I've noticed some of the the creations, 15, 30 second bits that happened during some of the ESPN. What are some of the different places that the He Gets Us ads are showing up? Because they're showing up in some really prime places, I think. Yeah, you know, we're we're really doing a lot of 30-second spots and 60-second ads um, in a lot of the, the major sporting events that people are watching on television today. So the NBA, the NFL, um, we have two Super Bowl ads that are coming up. And our messages are really about connecting current events and conditions to Jesus's own experiences, um, really so that people can see him and his message as relevant in today's world. So um, we're really excited to be partnering with a lot of big sporting events, and we feel that that's where people are going to be able to see this messaging campaign. And it's not the story in its fullness, but it really is just kind of like an appetizer of uh, uh, just kind of creating the idea or or planting some seeds that possibly Jesus understands my circumstances right now. Yeah, absolutely. There are really two primary goals with He Gets Us. And the first is that we want to reintroduce people and especially those people who might be skeptical of Christianity Mm -hmm. to the real Jesus of the Bible by highlighting his relevance in modern life and in his radical compassion and 
with love without condition. But we also want to, you know, aim at a second goal. And and that's, we want to call up Christians to reflect the authentic Jesus and how people might be treating others. Because we've seen, especially in the last few years, that I think that people could do a better job, um, you know, treating each other better. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930.